This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this special edition of News Center 88, live from the Memorial Student Center Plaza at Marshall University, for this Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023, I'm Waylon Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, UN approves deployment of an armed force to Haiti. All on your daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Reagan Clagg will be in with the Metro Huntington Weather Forecast, and Lydia Montague will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 85 degrees. And now on to our top story. Fresh details have emerged about the 13 federal executions that were carried out in the final six months of Donald Trump's presidency. The fuller picture reveals that officials cut corners and relied on a pliant Supreme Court to get all of the executions done before Trump left office. In a recent interview, celebrity attorney Alan Dershowitz told the Associated Press about a December 2020 phone call he made to Trump the day before the execution of inmate Brandon Bernard. Dershowitz says he implored Trump to call off the execution and that although Trump sounded sympathetic, he said there was nothing he could do because he's already promised relatives of the victims that would not stop the execution. Sam Bankman's freed trial on charges that he defrauded thousands of customers and investors in his FTX digital coin exchange has begun. Jury selection today, this morning, after prosecutors revealed that the 31-year-old crypto executive was not offered any plea deals, and there was no discussions about a possible plea since his arrest last December. The trial is expected to last up to six weeks. Prosecutors say he cheated FT, FTX excuse me, exchange customers by illegally diverting massive sums of their money for his personal use, including making risky trades at his cryptocurrency hedge fund. Bankman Freed says he has no criminal intent with his business decisions. Former Vice President and GOPD candidate Mike Pence will take questions on national security and foreign policy this afternoon at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. The appearance will be the first in the series of conversations with 2024 Republican presidential candidates on the topic co-hosted by the Associated Press and Georgetown's Institute of Politics and Public Service. Pence has positioned himself as a foreign policy hawk in his party's crowded primary, advocating for, quote, peace through American leadership, unquote, on the world stage. He has railed against the growing populist tide in the party, accusing rivals like former President Donald Trump and his followers of abandoning U.S. allies with isolationist posture. Hunter Biden has pleaded not guilty in Delaware to three federal firearm charges filed after the implosion of an earlier deal to resolve a long-running investigation. Today, the California residents' police sets the case on track towards a possible trial in 2024, while President Joe Biden is running for re-election. The Democratic president's son has been charged with lying about his drug use in 2018 on a form to buy a gun he kept for about 11 days. He could face up to 25 years in prison if convicted. A judge asked Hunter Biden if he understood the charges against him, and Biden replied, quote, yes, your honor, unquote. 
Foreigners with guns are met with hostility in most countries in the world, but the departure of armed soldiers and police from Haiti in 2017, after nearly two decades on the streets, helped criminals seize control of much of the country. Gangs have carried out with so much robbery, rape, and kidnapping that Haitians today welcome news that the UN Security Council had approved deployment of an international armed force to Haiti. News of the vote that authorized a one-year deployment of a Kenyan-led force to help quell violent gangs, dominated conversations, and radio and TV programs. It's like God heard Haiti's prayers and he's sending help, said Winsley Johnson, a 40-year-old construction worker. Coming up, federal judge dismisses false advertising claims against Wendy's and McDonald's. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Takes it away. He has a two-on-one. Gets it up to Kelly, and Kelly slams it home off the right side. Gordon chips it to Matt Freeman, and Freeman spots up and scores. Matt Freeman, golden goal for the herd, and the herd is still alive. Quarter spot up three. That's on the way in and out of the cylinder. No good. But Scott with the follow, the finish, and the foul. Down to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, the 10, 5. Touchdown, Thundering Herd. A 93-yard kickoff return for the redshirt senior, DeAndre Reeves. Cosito sends it near side in the near side corner, and it's a goal in the win for Marshall. One-two delivery on the way. This one's sent for a ride. Dropping back at the wall. Northley looks up. Watch it fly. It's out of here. A home run. A walk-off two-run bomb from Emily Cooper. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Welcome back to New Center 88. Voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. Governor Andy Bashir unveiled a portion of his state budget proposal today that deals with infrastructure. He says he will ask for funding requests for improving drinking water, affordable housing, and road and bridge improvements. Bashir is running for re-election against Republican Attorney General Daniel Cameron. The governor says the state's economy is, quote, red hot, unquote, and should use a historic budget surplus to make further infrastructure investments. Bashir would have to be re-elected to a second term to make the proposals to state lawmakers in January. The proposals include a request for $500 million in state funds for clean water programs over two years. Police in West Virginia say two adoptive parents have been charged with felony neglect after two children were found locked inside a small barn and a third child was located in an unprotected loft inside an adjacent home. The parents were arraigned today on charges of gross child neglect, creating a substantial risk of injury. An investigation started after someone called authorities last evening expressing concern about the children's welfare. The parents were arrested when they returned home. The Associated Press is not naming the parents in order to protect the identities of the children who have been placed with Child Protective Services. Wall Street tumbled as it focused on, its, on the downside of a surprisingly strong job market. The S&P 500 lost 1.4% today. The Dow fell three, 430 points and wiped out the last of its gains for the year so far. 
The Nasdaq composite, excuse me, led the market lower with a 1.9% drop as big tech stocks were among the market's biggest losers. Stocks fell after a report showed U.S. employers have many more job openings than expected. That raised expectations for interest rates to stay higher and the 10-year Treasury yield hit the highest level since 2007. Ten years after retiring from the game, David Beckham reflects on his soccer career and life for a new four-part documentary series, examining all the highs and lows of his sporting past with the help of friends, family, and former teammates. The process compelled him to watch back his red card and subsequent sending off in the 1998 World Cup for the first time and the backlash that followed in Beckham, which premieres on Netflix on October 4th. Beckham tells the Associated Press, re-examining those moments, quote, has been like an emotional roller coaster, unquote, and left him, quote, shocked and emotional, unquote. In addition to exploring Beckham's soccer career, the series also explores his upbringing and relationship with Victoria Beckham. Coming up next, National Zoo's three giant pandas are set to return to China. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Meister 2000 string trimmer cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric my brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose. The summoning of the great being. Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise. Arise. Yes. It's WMUL 88.1 FM. The greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you. Don't think a penny buys much? depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five-minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety. Everything rides on it. Welcome back to New Center 88. Voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. A judge has imposed a limit gag order on President Donald Trump after he disbarred a key court staffer during his civil business fraud trial. Judge Arthur Ingram issued the order today. The order applies to all parties in the case and pertains only to verbal attacks on court staff. It came after Trump recirculated a disbarring social media post about Ingram's principal law clerk, Allison Greenfield. Trump then deleted the post. Former union leader and Democratic insider LaFonza Butler has been sworn in as the newest member of the U.S. Senate, replacing California Senator Dianne Feinstein after her death 
and becoming only the third black female senator in history. Butler was appointed by California Governor Gavin Newsom on Sunday, just two days after Feinstein died at her home in Washington. Butler is a longtime fundraiser and strategist in the state's Democratic circles and was the head of Emily's List, a national organization that raises money for women candidates who support abortion rights. Butler was sworn in by Vice President Kamala Harris, who served as the second black female senator. Officials say a fingerprint on a ransom note led police to a kidnapping suspect's camper where nine-year-old Charlotte Cena was found hidden in a cabinet. Ending a two-day search after the girl disappeared during a family camping trip in northern New York. Craig Nelson Ross Jr., 46, was arrested yesterday at the camper parked at his mother's house. Ross was arraigned overnight in town court in Milton, New York, on a charge of first-degree kidnapping. He is being held without bail at the Saratoga County Correctional Facility. The message-seeking comment was left with the Saratoga County Public Defender's Office, which represented Ross at his arraignment. An official says India has told Canada to remove 41 of its 62 diplomats in the country ramping up a confrontation over Canadian accusations that India may have been involved in the killing of a Sikh separatist leader in suburban Vancouver. The officials spoke on condition of anonymity ahead of public reaction from the Canadian government later today. The official confirmed an earlier report from the Financial Times. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has said there were, quote, credible allegations, unquote, of Indian involvement in the slaying of Hardeep Singh Nihar, a 45-year-old Sikh leader who was killed by mass gunmen in June. The National Zoo's three giant pandas are set to return to China in December with no public signs of the 50-year-old exchange agreement struck by President Richard Nixon will continue. There are diplomatic tensions between China and a number of Western governments, and China appears to be gradually pulling back its pandas from Western zoos as their agreements expire. The departure of the bears from the na nation's capital would mean the only giant pandas left in America are at the Atlanta Zoo, and that, excuse me, and that agreement expires next year. Pandas visiting the Washington Zoo say they're making plans to visit Atlanta next summer to see those pandas before they leave. Coming up next, Kevin McCarthy's grip on the gavel is at serious risk. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Joy Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a stone's throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here atop Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington. You did it! You won! Congratulations! You solved all 10 briefcases without hitting a whammy! That means you've won the grand prize! Tell them about it! Ride! It's brand new radio station from Marshall University, WMUL 88.1. Contains the best music library, news coverage, award-winning sports, and impeccable talent. 
It's the WMUL 88.1. Cutting Edge! Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. U.S. Representative Henry Culler of Texas is back at work after being carjacked by three armed attackers less than a mile from the Capitol. Culler said today he was, quote, good, unquote, and even joked about the frightening experience, saying his car was recovered, but what really upset him is that they had taken his sushi. The Democrat says the robbers, quote, came out of nowhere, unquote, and pointed guns at him. Yesterday, yesterday night's carjacking is the second assault on a member of Congress in the District of Columbia this year. In February, Minnesota Democrat Angie Craig was assaulted in her apartment building. Craig suffered bruises while escaping serious injury. Donald Trump's court appearances are no longer distractions from his campaign to return to the White House. They are central to it. The dynamic was on full display yesterday as the former president and GOP frontrunner went to court in New York for the opening day of a civil fraud trial, accusing him of grossly inflating the value of his businesses. And he was back in court again today. Trump is under no obligation to appear, but he nonetheless has seized the opportunity to create a media spectacle that puts him back in the spotlight and once again portrays himself as a victim of a politicized justice system. The Armenian parliament has voted to join the International Criminal Court, which earlier this year indicted Russian President Vladimir Putin for war crimes connected to the deportation of children from Ukraine. The move will further strain Armenia's deteriorating relationships with its ally Russia, which last month called Yervon's push to join the ICC a, quote, unfriendly step, unquote. Countries that have signed the ratified and Rome statute that create the ICC are bound to arrest Putin if he sets foot on their soil. Armenia later sought to assure Russia that Putin would not be arrested if he entered the country. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is facing an extraordinary referendum on his leadership of the House after Representative Matt Gates, a longtime critic, moved to launch a vote to oust him from the helm. Gates, a far-right Republican from Florida, rose in the chamber t yesterday as the House was almost done for the day to file the motion. McCarthy responded minutes later on social media, saying, quote, bring it on, unquote. The resolution would set a snap vote in coming days that even Gates acknowledges may not have enough support to remove the speaker from the job. Only a handful of hard-right Republicans have signaled that they are willing to vote to remove McCarthy. Speaker Kevin McCarthy's grip on the gavel is at serious risk after the House voted to move ahead with historic effort by hard-right critics. Excuse me. The Democrat showdown forced McCarthy's chief rival, Republican Matt Gates of Florida, brought together more than a handful of conservative Republican critics of the Speaker and many Democrats who say he is unworthy of leadership. Voting is underway in the Democratic roll call and will take just a simple majority to remove McCarthy. While he has support from most Republicans, a handful of conservatives can overpower McCarthy's slim majority if Democrats don't step in to help. And coming up, Reagan Clagg will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Lydia Monte will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
ever notice when you have a baby, everyone seems to give you advice? From your mother-in-law, to your own parents, to your friends. But when it comes to the important stuff, like immunizations and protecting my baby's health, I trust my baby's doctor. She really listens to my questions about shots, gives me great information, and she works with me to make sure my baby gets protected. And that's something even my mother-in-law can agree with. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Ah, uh, my darling, I love the tango. And I love you. More than the sunrise on a clear summer day. More than the colors of the rainbow. More than the, how do you say, American football. Do you love me more than the WMUL? Are you crazy, woman? I mean, alas, it is not so. For the WMUL is, how do you say, ah yes, too sexy. A memory is shot. My legs feel like lead. Every muscle in my body is screaming. So why does everyone think the problem is in my head? Chronic fatigue syndrome can be as isolating as it is debilitating. Visit www.cdc.gov slash CFS for the latest information on diagnosis and management. cdc.gov slash CFS. Get informed. Get diagnosed. Get help. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, CDC. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Reagan Clagg, and it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It has been a bright and sunny day here on campus, and it could pass for summer. Today's high is 87 degrees. A clear night is expected tonight with light winds and a low of 58 degrees. Tomorrow will feel and look very similar to today with the addition of a few clouds. Tomorrow's high will be 87 degrees with a low of 62 degrees. It cools down ever so slightly on Thursday, and more clouds roll in, with a high of 83 degrees and a low of 64 degrees. Today's weather word of the day is cloud. A cloud is considered to be any visible mass of water droplets, ice crystals, or a mix of both that becomes suspended in the atmosphere. Fog is a type of cloud that forms at the ground, while cirrus clouds often form at around 40,000 feet. Thank you to weatherology.com for that information. Currently at the Memorial Student Center Plaza, it's a sunny 85 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Reagan Clagg. Thanks, Reagan. Now Lydia Monte joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thank you, Waylon. First up in today's FM 88 Sports Report, members of men's and women's golf are making statements in each of their respective tournaments this week. Marshall Men's Golf is back in Ohio for the second week in a row. Their tournament took them to Lakewood Country Club for the Tom Tontimonia Invitational. Cleveland State is hosting, and 15 teams overall are competing in the tournament. Senior Joseph Kolaski shot a 67 in the second round to find his place in the top 10 after the first day. He continued his success in the same round and shot five birdies after a bogey on the opening hole, helping the herd to red numbers. His teammate, junior Clayton Thomas, assisted Kolaski in the team's placement for day one with a top 20 finish by finishing at one under. This put the herd at 8th overall in the tournament. Herd Women's Golf also showed a strong effort on day one at their tournament in Indianapolis, Indiana at the Highland Country Club. Sophomore Olivia Koken gave the herd a solid start, leading her team through two rounds at plus three. Koken stayed consistent in the second round, finishing with an even par 70 to make her way up the leaderboard. Freshman Casey Mickelvane made her way up to the top 10 as well, finishing with an even par 70 in the second round. Koken and Mickelvane's efforts put the team into the top five to give them a solid chance at victory for day two. After a roller coaster game on Saturday, 
Heard football remains one of 22 undefeated NCAA teams in the 2023 season, along with fellow Sunbelt opponent James Madison University, who sat for a bye weekend this past Saturday after beating South Alabama 31-23 on September 30th. After a rough first half, the Herd pulled through offensively against Old Dominion for a first conference game day, putting their record at 4-0 overall and 1-0 in conference. The Herd's efforts, along with the Dukes, put the Sunbelt Conference's winning percentage at a .667, while holding a 32-16 record in non-conference preseason play. Sunbelt Week 5 results include wins from not only JMU and Marshall, but Arkansas State, Troy University, Georgia Southern, Texas State, and App State. After a strong finisher at Thunder in the Mountains, Herd Tennis is looking forward to their first conference matchup against Georgia Southern next week, October 13th through the 15th. In an interview with head coach John Mercer, he explains how his team will prepare for conference play and how they will utilize this past tournament to prepare for the future. After a bit of a struggle against in-state opponent West Virginia University on the first day, Marshall Tennis was able to come back for a strong second two days to improve their numbers and eventually take the tournament for the herd. Some of our players haven't played for two, three you know, months or so. Uh, some do a little more over the summer, some do a little less, and so you know, it takes time to kind of get back in the match mode again. A few of these players got back into match mode the next day in full force. Six Marshall players all took their contest in straight sets. Sophia Hurion, a junior from Dorset, UK, did not drop a game throughout her matches going undefeated 6-0 twice. This strong comeback on the second day gives Herd Tennis lots to work with in preparation for their next contest at conference opponent Georgia Southern, who finished third in the Sun Belt this past spring season. So the Georgia Southern trip will probably take half the team, and then uh, same thing the next few tournaments or so. So it's basically, you know, building off what we did this past weekend, you know, kind of looking at some of our strengths, some of our weaknesses, trying to start shore up the weaknesses, uh, you know, go forward like that, you know, with that in mind and then, you know, get down there and play more matches again. So, you know, it's just it's one of those sports where you just have to be playing all the time. So it's just kind of getting out there and, and playing and playing and playing and playing matches that count. Mercer hopes to utilize this first tournament to get his team back in the groove of full season play and bring that energy to Georgia Southern when it counts. In other sports news, NFL Week 5 is in full swing and will start out with a pivotal showdown with the Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers home stadium. The Eagles are also scheduled to play the Rams in Los Angeles, and another potential thriller will take place in Minneapolis as the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Vikings. In the world of the WNBA, the finals are approaching quickly. The Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty beat out the Connecticut Sun and the Dallas Wings to advance and play five final games to finish out the series and determine the WNBA champion of the season. The first game is scheduled for this Sunday, October 8th at 3 p.m. and will determine the standard for the last four games as players such as Aces Kelsey Plum and Asia Wilson compete against Liberty's Sabrina Ionescu and Brianna Stewart. Major League Baseball preseason power rankings have recently been released and the Atlanta Braves sit on top. The Braves have been at the top of the rankings for most of the year and will retain that status as they head into October. Their historically powerful offense tied the record for most home runs in a season and finished with the highest on-base percentage of any team since the league integrated in 1948. The Baltimore Orioles are ranked second on the list and have taken over the AL East. They ended the year looking even better than they started it. The Orioles' rotation looks much stronger than it did three months ago, with Kyle Bradish and Grayson Rodriguez both taking key steps forward. Third on the list are the Houston Astros. After an up-and-down injury-filled year, their lineup is finally healthy and ready to perform at just the right time. That is all for your FM88 Sports Report. I'm Lydia Mott. Thanks, Lydia. And coming up next, order a bagel, get original art. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
can't make it. Luke. Luke. Ben, is that you? You must go to the Marshall system. There you shall seek out WMUL-FM and be trained in the ways of news, sports, and the widest variety of music in the Tri-State. But how, Ben? Use the Force, Luke. Let it guide you to 88.1 on the dial. And remember, WMUL's Force will always be with you. And finally, today on News Center 88, while, one, while not one of the major food groups, a bagel and shimmer made of felt might satisfy your appetite for art. Felt's Bagels is the largest installation from British artist Lucy Sparrow. Opening today, it uses approximately 30,000 pieces of felt to recreate the look and feel of an authentic Jewish bagel shops prominent in New York's Lower East Side neighborhood. It runs through October. This isn't Sparrow's first foray into converting New York institutions into felt. She previously tackled a 1980s bodega in 8 till late and a delication with Lucy's on 6th. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Emma Johnson, Regan Clegg, Lydia Monte, Luke Hamilton, and Ben Cower. For the entire New Center 88 team, I am Ellen Smith, and your thought of the day is, love and compassion are necessities, not luxuries. Without them, humanity cannot survive. The Dalai Lama, 